0: Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Allie. This podcast is about getting unstuck out of your comfort zone and changing things up, all while not taking yourself too seriously, or us either. Come laugh, get inspired, and have fun. Thanks for listening. Hey, Allie. Hey, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Well, I can. Be better. I got Courtney Irwin
1: on the line. She is a specialist in international law and comparative law, and she's had a decade of experience working internationally with religious, political, legal, and civil society actors, including the UN. Currently, she is a religious scholar and a writer living full time in Morocco. If you guys know, she was in on the first season in episode three. Courtney, welcome back to the
0: podcast.
2: Hey, it's great to be back on the podcast. I'm happy to be here, you guys.
0: <laughs> hey, Courtney. Good morning. <laughs>
2: Good morning. Good morning. I'm having a little bit of tea. Cut- oh. cutting, out, cutting out coffee from my life. Trying to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So, well, I did experiment quite a lot with all sorts of stuff. I think that my parents and my family kind of roll their eyes at whatever I kind of bring back when I come home, but that's what I'm trying to do right now.
1: (laughs) So that's, that sounds awesome. Um, can you catch us up on how your year has been?
2: Yeah. So, uh, the year has been good. I've been, you know, I continue to live in Morocco. So now when I come home to Issaquah and to Seattle, um, I think that people are are less like the question is less so when are you coming home to ah so you're kind of staying there um which is an interesting transition I've been there now for like almost I guess I guess I'm going into my fifth year and um and I I still have you know but my response to them is that i i don't ever plan i probably at this point don't anticipate coming back to the u.s in a permanent way but i like being being between morocco and the u and like seattle i like kind of spending some time in both places i think that gives me an interesting perspective on 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 life so i like that uh and then in terms of what else has been going on uh you know, one of the things I've learned or the, one of my lessons this year was that things take time. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so I feel like in, in the U.S., uh, uh, like there's everything is really quick. We, we do things so quick. We want we want to like take, you know, eat something and we want tomorrow that, you know, to, to take effect. And we want to do something and have the results tomorrow. And so when I'm in Morocco, it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of like everybody's like, well we hope something's going to happen <laughs> in the next couple of years. I mean, maybe it'll take a little bit longer, so I feel like again, striking that balance between the two is is kind of what I'm trying to do, but but um when I moved to Morocco, one of my one of my goals was to build, you know, build institutions and partnerships and relationships between US and Moroccan um groups and And so that's, that's coming along. It's, it's, it's taken, it's taking years, but this year kind of saw, I think, uh, the beginnings of, of, of some things starting to move forward, which was kind of exciting because it kind of was like, okay, so all those years of of meeting with people both here and in Morocco and building relationships and, you know, it's kind of now actually, hopefully kind of happening. So that's, so that's, that's been this year's lesson, I think. What a good Uh, lesson. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's, it's helpful because I, I then don't get as, as, uh, as I guess, kind of anxious or, or, um, yeah, I guess anxious if something doesn't happen. Like before, when I was living in in Qatar and when I was in New York City and in D.C., I, I felt somehow like I could, you know, move things along more quickly and and make something happen if I just did something a little, you know, like did more. And I mean, maybe that, and I, again, I have no answers for anything. I live in a, in a large pool of uncertainty, but like maybe if I just kind of surrender to what happens, it'll, and and do my best, things eventually get somewhere. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of been the lesson this year.
0: Courtney, that's really funny that you say that. I find that too in my job because I've been there for about a year and a half now. And just now people are starting to come around to the idea that I'm here to stay. Maybe I'm not so bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) and actually, you know, things might be going okay. But, and I kind of knew that from Mm -hmm. my previous work life that really good departments are made in like four years, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. in not, and not in six months,
2: but right (laughs)
0: now I'm starting to realize, and all that relationship building, it takes time like, laying the foundations and whatnot. And I agree with you. Things just take time.
2: I uh, Yeah. I mean, I've, I, and it's, and it's, it takes a while to, 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 I, I think it take for me, it took a while to kind of accept that. And so initially I, and I don't, and if I look back, I'm like, was all of my anxiety and my stress and my, my pressuring myself and pressuring others, did that move things along more quickly or huh. not? I do most likely not. I don't no. think so. Yeah. I, I, so, and again, like so. I so so. I think that you know, kind of being less anxious and less kind of pressured on myself and others, and just accepting. That you know the, what you know what's going to happen is going to happen and kind of try to try to tap it in you know along a certain path. I don't know the the one thing that I the, I guess the takeaway for me is that I just feel less probably freaked out. <laughs> I feel less good you know, for like you. Like, yeah, like I'm I'm like I'm like freaking out if 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 something's not happening by by you know a certain day. Oof, I, yeah, you know. So so I think it's more of a a lifestyle like you know kind of uh, behavior modification that allows me to to not be as as freaked out
0: <laughs> good for you so it sounds
2: like you're still living your best life i mean yeah the other thing is 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 like i mean so that's on the that's that's like a lesson that i think helps me. I mean, the other thing is, is when I left and I don't remember if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but like when I left Qatar, I was, you know, and I'd been working for at least a decade or so in an office and had, you know, was, was a, as you know, an employee of, of a larger foundation and had things dictated to me and it was very clear and structured, and when I went to Morocco, I kind of went out on my own and was like, "Okay, I, this is kind of the vision that I have that I want to do," and um, that took me at least a year or a year and a half to kind of transition. Like it was really hard to, mm. to, to 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 do that. But then it's also been in the in the years since that that I mean, I guess this is kind of the world that we're living in, but more of like a gig gig, gig economy or, you know, hustling a bit. So I feel like I'm a little bit of a hustler and that's, you know, and that's both liberating, but also terrifying. And so there there certainly in the past, you know, years, a couple of years where I just don't live with security, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a paycheck that's coming or a job that for sure is secured. And, and so that can be, I think, really scary but i think it can also be liberating i think of a lot of my friends who are like in film or who are i don't know in, in the arts who are artists or who are doing other stuff and they they've never had that that type of security right and they just yeah. i guess kind of trust that somehow they're going to work hard but that it's all going to somehow work out and i think that i have to on the on the days when i'm like oh my gosh am i is this going to all work out Or is this all going to like you know just you know, go up and flames. Explode in your face. Exactly. And that, and that, then, and that those things happen all the time. And so, wow. so that's, so that's, you know, I think that you're just, you're walking between those poles and again, you, you either, you either, you either want to do it and you continue to do it or you decide, dude, this is not for me. I am not cool with this. And then you go back to a much more kind of secure and stable uh, mm-hmm. work environment. oh my god seems to have worked out so far yeah
0: and it's you know and it's you guys sorry um it's, it's reminding me, Nicole, of that book that we're reading by Matt Kepnez, 10 years a nomad, who he is drawing a lot of parallels between oh. American culture and the rest of the world and how mm-hmm. we are taught to that security and a 30 year job and retirement is the mm. ultimate dream. And it's mm-hmm. like when you step outside of that for just a moment and you kind of give yourself up to a different idea of how to live your life where you're less secure, but you're more true to yourself and your soul mm-hmm. and to discovery and you know things mm-hmm. like that even though it's a little bit scary um it's still very um f- like frowned upon and mm-hmm. you know uh, depending on who you run into you know like mm-hmm. like his parents were really upset about you know him going off and were not very supportive and yeah. I don't know it reminds me of a lot
2: of what you're saying <laughs> I mean my 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 uh what I try to say to any. Anybody that like my friends or family is, you know the 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 the, the path that I'm walking and, and what I'm doing, it's right for me. But I also don't have kiddos and I don't have a husband and I or a partner and 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 I you know so like I don't think that this path that I'm walking is is right for everybody. It is I mean maybe it's not even right, it's not right for anybody but me right and so wow. and so and I'm and I in no way that, try to say oh my gosh like you know leave it all behind and go and do this. Mm -hmm. Not, not at all. Like what I, my my interest is that, is that, you know, everybody feels like they have the freedom to choose the life that they want to live and Mm -hmm. for both good and bad, right? Like if you, you know, if you have kiddos and, and you, and you have a family and you have, you know, all these different family obligations, like hopefully you can find you know, you, you, you both sacrifice and then, and then find, you know, the joy in that. And so there's, and I think that that's with, with every, you know, every type of lifestyle, but I guess my interest is to say to, cause I remember when I was a little girl and my mom was a flight attendant, my dad was a pilot and my mom had this, and we were actually talking about this the other night at dinner. And my mom had this flight attendant friend named Barbara. And I don't, mm-hmm. and, and like, and she would tell these stories of how Barbara went like trucking across Mongolia. Right. And Whoa. she was like, and she went, like, she was in like, you know, Niger and she was on the on the you know on the tuareg trail and i just i I just distinctly remember being like in middle school or even younger and then in high school and being like i want to be barbara like and the the importance of that and i never met barbara but the importance was just in hearing these stories about this woman who went out and was doing (coughs) crazy stuff like that was an option like if i hadn't heard of that i I wouldn't necessarily know that that is an option so Mm -hmm. when i talk to young Young like girls, either in the U.S. or in Morocco, and I'm like, yeah, you know, this type of lifestyle. If you, if that's what's what you want, that is an option. You can do it, or you can do parts of it, even right. So that's that's you know, that's kind of my interest. And then, and then the only other thing I'd say um, about like being between the U.S. and Morocco is that I love. Being between places, being between places can be weird and like unsettling and kind of groundless, I guess. But it also, like, every time I come to the United States or I come back home, I have these again these kind of like little little learnings that I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I'm seeing I'm seeing like my culture and my home in a different way. And then I go back to Morocco with that, and I'm like, Morocco, my second home. Like, oh, this is interesting. So just as an example, like this trip home. I'm 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 I've been noticing like what it is that be a really individualistic society like we are mm. in the U.S. right like we're we celebrate the individual and want the individual to do whatever he or she wants to do right whereas mm-hmm. in Morocco it is all about the community so mm. here I think in the U.S. to sign I'm going to simplify but like. The individual, the, the community is a bit sacrificed for the individual, and whereas in Morocco the individual is sacrificed for the community. And now I, I think with all of this, you want to find a balance between the two. But it's but it's just really interesting to be able to see those those different kind of um, examples so starkly when you when you you know go between the two. So, mm-hmm. I, so I'm kind of thinking about about individualism and, and community, especially mm-hmm. as the as the, pol- as the political debate ramps up about whether or not you know. We vote for a socialist candidate or someone who, you know, is into individual rights or something, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, is you can't, the thing is, is that, is that, you know, you can't get into these arguments about, about like in the U.S. at least about like, you know, Medicare or about medicine and all these things and have socialism come into it and not just really understand the identity of Americans as individualists, right? Like you Mm -hmm. have to really see that clearly in order to kind of, you know, have a discussion about that. Mm. So, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was, I was grumbling, grumbling <laughs> about the candidates, the um, Democratic candidate, all 50 of them oh. um, and how painful that can be at times.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I oh, apologize. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I just am, I, This might sound like very, very. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, I'm just not really paying very much attention at this stage to all the candidates because it's overwhelming. And it's also like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if, we I'm got where, if I'm going to put emotional time into that right now.
1: Right. Right. Well, we have time. We have some time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah. And then also you guys, like the other thing that I thought was really super interesting. It, so when, if I'm babbling, you can just cut me off. But um, I, so when I come home, I, of course, you know, I hang out with my father, old mad dog. Now, mad dog is, is, is pretty, pretty right wing. And, you know, member of the NRA member of the tea party, like, you know, he's, he's he's walking a different path than i am politically but we you know i, I also though always help him in the yard and i'm on the tr- yesterday i spent hours on the tractor pulling out hedges and then oh sho- you know moving moving that. different wood piles around <laughs> the house right <laughs> and um and so he's now three times taken me to different like you know musical like musical events so the first time when i got in we went to the Darrington bluegrass uh music festival up in Darrington and on the north in the north cascades and then the other night we went we did our favorite you know summer activity where we went to the uh biker the harley davidson (laughs) biker bar near like ravensdale and enumclaw in the middle of nowhere and 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 in both of these places like what i what i what was important to me was that like the like, I felt like I went into a different culture. It was it was a little bit like my when I go to Morocco and I'm yeah. in Morocco and I go to like some like mountain village and I'm totally I'm I'm like seeing a different community and that's how I felt and I was like I was like hey hey Mad Dog in both places I was like hey Mad Dog how many of folks here do you think speak Arabic right and he's like yeah one. And I was like, and, and you know, <laughs> you. And I'm like, how many, right, me. And I'm like, how many folks are also a, like, who is, is, is bouncing between, you know, the, the, the West coast elites, you know, that are pretty Democrat and the folks at, uh, you know, at the biker bar that are probably either not, maybe they're going to, I don't know who they're going to vote for. I don't know. You know, and just talking to, to them and, and crossing these, these cultural and community kind of, um, barriers or boundaries and that's mm-hmm. what I'm interested in. I'm interested in talking to, well, talking to the, you know, some of these folks and saying, you know, how do you see the world and, and what's going on?
0: Mm-hmm. Did you, did you end
2: up talking to any of those folks at the biker bar, Courtney? I, well, I did it because there was a band that was really, really loud. And so everybody seemed to be enjoying the band. Um, uh-huh. But I know, but I think that, I think that Meltdown City podcast could, could uh, go, could go there and probably have a really <clears throat> special episode. Yeah, <laughs> and I would love to be a part of that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should do it. I mean, Our that's co- what I'm cultural anthropology totally. one. <laughs> well, for sure, yeah. but also,
2: and and again, like not in like a, a a you know kind of a dickish like uh you know highbrow like we're 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 coming into to your you know coming down. <sighs> we're going to be dickish. I don't think you going to be. I don't. I don't think <laughs> we're going to be dickish. I can, I'm just trying to like. But like genuinely, like, I want to hear, I want to hear about what's going on with you. And then I, and then are you, if you're curious about what's going on with me, let's have a conversation. Like that's, that, that's that is increasingly, yeah, that is increasingly to me, what I find really interesting. And what, when I'm coming back to the United States, what I find seemingly is, is not happening. And that, and that folks are kind of balkanizing into their own, own communities. And that, 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 and I know there's a lot, a ton of, a ton of stuff on like tribalism and stuff like that, but. Having lived in, in pre-tribal societies, like either the tribes get along and talk to each other and, and convene mm-hmm. or they don't. And then that's kind of not great. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's a
0: challenge to us, Nicole. I'm, did I just
2: give you a I'm not Let's even going to go down to you know, I think that I will, we have pure hearts
0: and true curiosity. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Yeah.
2: I yeah. think that if you guys started to like cross go outside of, I mean, you guys already do. I mean, you guys are interviewing all sorts of awesome people in different in different contexts, but like really go to places that, I mean, again, part of living in Morocco is that, and I think I sent, said this in the last one, is that every single day I'm in a situation where I feel completely weird and awkward and outside yeah. of my comfort zone and I have no idea what's going on and mm. I don't understand what is happening, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, and so going into other like context like that where you are so vulnerable and you just are like you know you, you as you depend on the kindness of strangers. Yeah. That's how you
1: grow. You flex that muscle of, mm. of being uncomfortable and <clears throat> and then and you push yourself and then you're like, "Oh, wow, I can do that." So I learned this from that experience that it was so surprising and and you know, I think that's what this show is all about, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I when I hear the stories of people that I would not other, like that I just wouldn't hear their stories because my world is, you know, whatever it is like, I'm, 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 I'm opened up and expanded by that. Like that, that I, I, cause I'm always, like you said, Nicole, I'm always surprised. I'm like, oh, I thought that they probably, you know, believe this way or did that. And, and then I'm like, oh, wait a second. They, they see it this way. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's okay. So I'm always, you know, I think that people, I think that it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe This is is I just feel like a lot of folks might be kind of pessimistic (laughs) right now about Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. And I I think that it's so important to 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 like make the choice that you're going to be optimistic (coughs) and that you're going to bring beauty into your life and that you have Mm. to like you have to remind yourself that it's there and seek it.
1: Can we maybe do a sidetrack a little bit, but it's yeah. kind of on this path. Yeah. So you are a Sufi and you recently, you led um, a nurse retreat at my house. You spoke about Sufism and um, how, is it like how to stay grounded in like the modern world. And I feel like you really could offer up and, and also to see the beauty in the world, you know, um, feel like you could offer up a lot of um, advice to our listeners um, mm-hmm. about like how, like, A, what is Sufism? And then also like, how, how can you as an individual mm-hmm. um, walk through the world mm-hmm. and try to chill out and calm down when it's like, there's just so much like rapid fire on us?
2: Yeah. So Sufism is the mystical branch of Islam, right? So I think that when, when folks kind of hear the word, like, when I, if I were to ask somebody, like, what, what is the first impression that you have uh, when you think of Islam? It probably uh, might be, like, I don't know, terrorism, maybe, you know, misogyny, violence, anti-rationalism. Like, I think that that's one kind of image that comes through through media in, in non-Muslim societies. But in but there's another <laughs> image and there's another kind of uh, part to it, which is this mystical side, which which is fundamentally uh, rooted in the idea of, of love and beauty, um, and that's Sufism. And so, for example, the most famous are the most uh, widely read poet in the U.S. is is a a guy named Rumi. So I think, I mean, Mm -hmm. Beyonce and Jay-Z named their child Rumi after him. Um, And he is a Sufi Muslim, right? So, and there's, there's all these great um, poets that, you know, talk about love and, and I was actually talking to my mom about this before the nurses retreat, Nicole, and I was telling her about the retreat and how, you know, it's it's grounded in love. And my mother, my sweet mother is like, oh, but Courtney, are you going to get too woo-woo, <laughs> right? Is just going to be nothing but like a... A descent into like hippie love fest, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I, I hope not. <laughs> but if so, all right. But even more so, I'm like, why is why is it that we talk when we talk about like mysticism or love? Like, let's just talk about love. Why do people either get a little bit uncomfortable? I guess it depends on how you present it, but it can, you know, from my perspective, love is like the most difficult and the most important thing about being alive right and Ooh. so i'm not I'm not dicking around with love over here, right? like this is not some <laughs> some like little little jaunt that is like an escapism or or something silly like this is something really, really important and uh-huh. really and really hard right and so this this path is about kind of figuring out how to be more loving in an environment and in a world where you're constantly challenged to be that loving. You're constantly challenged to either judge someone else and judge, especially judge yourself, right? Like, and just, just be super critical of yourself, be critical of others, be, be pessimistic. like, everything is trying to push that, that sense of love out of your life. And so what the path does is it tries to remind you, like the whole point is that you need to, you need help and you need to be reminded of, of how to be a loving, kind person that sees beauty in the world, right? Because, mm. I mean, if we can do that, then I think, I think things will m- potentially be improved, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know that folks want to be, I, don't, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's super experiential, right? Like, if I am, and go through a day, and I'm really hypercritical of myself and others, and if I'm kind of, you know, watching something and yelling at the TV screen, if I'm pissed at my boss, and I'm, and I am go home, and I'm just, like, you know, really angry about that, like, I do not feel good, I do not, I do, I do not have a good day, but Mm -hmm. if I, if I somehow, if I have, have a mechanism or way to remind myself that when I go outside and I look at, you know, and I look at the trees and I, and I, and I think about my family and my friends and I think about, you know, the beauty that, that is out there. And if I can remind myself every day of that and say, oh my God, it is like, it is, it is a gift to be alive to actually have this opportunity to do all of this for, for better or for worse mm-hmm. then I feel a little bit better. And so, so in the 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 function it's a type of meditation basically. And so you and that, which which is about reminding yourself of how beautiful and how loving, you know, you are. And so that's what I do. I try to do every day do about 30 minutes I, on a really good day I'll do an hour. But mm-hmm. I know and when I say that to my sister who has two young kids and works at Boeing and is like fuck you. She's like when am I supposed to do that? Like are you are you like I get up and my life is a roller coaster until I barely go to sleep, right? So yeah. I was like so at the nurses retreat and I actually didn't even think of this until the nurses retreat and then I've been practicing this when I'm driving. I now like don't necessarily turn on the music and I just do my meditation like mm-hmm. as kind of, you know, and I just sit there and I like try to center myself and be like you know, remind myself of, of, of love and like, try to fill my heart with love and say that just love. Right. And so that you, when I'm driving, that's what I do.
1: You said this thing at the nurse retreat and Allie was actually there too, which was really yeah. awesome Yeah. about how we need to spend less time in our heads and just drop mm-hmm. down to our hearts. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've repeated what you said to a few people and they're yeah. just blown, blown away by oh it. My and God. it just, It just makes a lot of sense of like, you know, we're all just all this like stuff swirling around. (sighs) What am I doing tomorrow? I could be thinner. I could be prettier. I, whatever I, I mean, like who thought about this? I mean, whatever it is, just like we're constantly racing around in our heads and it's like, okay, we're thinking about what other people are thinking when most of the time people aren't even thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves, but it's just like, let's just like take this time and go from our head down into our heart. And then I feel like it's just so grounding, like just to even think about that.
2: I totally agree. Like I, you know, and that's, and again, that's the Sufi path. Like I've never, until, you know, kind of moving to Morocco, I'd never really heard this idea of love and beauty and heart. It is all about the heart. And so, and again, I think that people are like, oh, my God, that is so hippie and so woo-woo. But, like, seriously, we spend so much time in our brains, right? And it is all up here. And when we are in, when we are in, you know, disagreements or, con- or like, you know, kind of uncomfortable situations, we're in an uncomfortable situation because we're spending time in our brain because we're judging and we're evaluating and we're doing everything with our brain. And if you in that mm-hmm. moment can just remind yourself and say drop to the heart. And then you go to your heart and you, and then, and if you sit there, all of that kind of melts away because you're in your heart. And if Mm -hmm. you're in your heart, you're like, you're, you're, you soften and you got a soft heart and you're, that's where you are. And it's a different vibe, right? And you're putting Mm -hmm. out a different vibe. And the minute you start to put out a different vibe, they start to put out a different vibe. So, but that you have to consciously do that. You have to, in the moment when you want to like rip the face off, whoever's in front of you and you're going to like, you, and and it is, (laughs) you know, super tense. You just are like, Go to the heart. And it doesn't have, mean that they're like besting you or anything. It just means that you are engaging in that relationship at that very moment in a fundamentally different way. Sorry, Nicole, go ahead.
1: No, I was, I was, you know, we. I, I rode this crazy bike ride yesterday and I had this moment where I got really mad at Rob for mm-hmm. a minute and then mm-hmm. I was just thinking to myself, I had like this with Tiffany and I was like, how is this serving you? Ah, oh, yeah. I was like this, being mad at him is not accomplishing one thing. Mm-hmm. And I was, in that moment, I like, it was, it was crazy. I don't know why it happened, but it did. And I just like softened my heart. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, just, just get, let's just get down this mountain. Mm-hmm. Cause he had like raced away like so crazy fast. And I was like, I guess I'll see you later, buddy. I don't know. And I was just like mad. Like, why are you waiting for me? But, um, I just was able to just like, just ch- chill Mm -hmm. you know and it Mm -hmm. didn't it wasn't serving me at all didn't Mm -hmm. provide any good
2: to be mad that's that's exactly yep that's exactly what my my teacher in morocco like one time i came to him after i think the elections or whatever and i was like oh my gosh i'm so sad and i'm so upset and he was like feel that feel your emotions but then ask yourself how is this serving how is it serving you how's it serving the person in front of you how's it serving beyond yourself the others around you and like that is to me it's pretty golden wisdom how is my being so rageful or upset or angry how is that serving me first and foremost right Ooh. and so i think that's a, that's the, yeah and it, it's all these little things that you just ask yourself and you you, you remind yourself and right. so the medit and so and, and again with the meditation like you say you dropped your heart and the point of the meditation is to polish that heart right? So, they, mm. so that your heart can be soft and can just totally like shine with the people around you. And the more you shine, the more that they're going to shine. And the more that they're going to like, I think, really be, be be attracted to that, right? Like the, the, the people that I meet in Morocco that are on this path and that really practice it. It's so interesting. I think I mentioned this before. They have like a super mellow vibe. They're mm. like in turbulent waters. They just seem to kind of Walk the walk, and you see this with like like pretty pretty you know uh, advanced Buddhist practitioners. Anyone who's got like a way to kind of calm themselves calms everyone around them. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and again, and at the core of this also, which I think right now is a big lesson too, is like you like we all all of us need to remind ourselves that we're we're really beautiful, incredible people right Ooh. and that we we are we are unbelievable and un, we're just we're we're really special every single one of us and i think that in our i think that in you and in the in the u.s like to say i'm special or i'm i'm a person of value or i'm really wonderful is seen as like egotism or or like bragging or i don't know but really it's it's asserting your worth and you can't really see the worth in others if you don't see it in yourself first right yeah so i mean i think that's a big one to be like like every time i say oh my god i'm i'm not thin enough or every time i say i'm not good enough or i i I really did that whatever in a shitty way like like you did it like you did it to the you did what you did i own that but you're that doesn't mean that you're not this like beautiful special person that that like Mm. that you know that 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 others want to believe in but you need to believe in yourself Courtney
1: yeah so much wisdom in
2: here this is is all coming from my teacher because again when I've been in like the worst moments of my life and felt so like just absolutely dejected and I and I and I have this like wonderful teacher in my life and I go to him and he's this big guy that like advises the king of Morocco and Mm. he and he looks at me and he's like I'm you know he looks at me he's like you are so special Courtney and you're so important and I learned so much from you and you You will do, and you do great things. And I'm just like, how can you say that about little me? Who am I? And it is, like, believing in someone and telling them that you believe in them is, like, one of the most powerful things I have ever experienced and ever done in my life. So I stand behind that. (laughs) I mean, and and also, like, (laughs) like, last night I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the movie, right? And they had one of the trailers was for the new uh, Mr. Rogers film um, with Tom Hanks, right? And he, in it, says something, like like you got to tell people that they're special. I mean, he says it so eloquently and as he's saying that I'm in the trailer and I'm like crying cuz I'm like, "Oh my god. What is it when somebody tells you you are so important and you're you mean so much to me and you you are just so special?" Like, man. That's yeah, what I'm- god. I mean, Yeah.
1: It's so, so reaffirming. Um we are all our own unique being right and like there's no there's not going to be another Courtney another alley or it's just no we all are our own individual beings and you are too who listener who's listening right now you're your own special being and uh and um man worthy of love wow (laughs)
2: yeah i'm gonna start crying right now as well, Nicole, do you, if you remember, uh, a number of years ago, you know, yes, I, I said I that quote by 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 Joseph Campbell: "The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are." Oh my God, okay, Courtney, I am. Crying. <laughs> yeah, because it's who tells you that? Who says that to you? Like the more we say that to other people, like the more you feel good, but also like you are recognizing how beautiful that person, no matter who they are, you are seeing their beauty. They and and they feel that dude. Like I, I just I they that is connection. It. They
1: feel it. Yeah. Connection. That's yeah. what this is all about. That is connecting. I
0: think so. So Courtney, oh. as you were talking like a million things were through my mind like <laughs> A Brown and her reaction to her husband when, like, they would go to get coffee, and she'd be like, "God damn it, Steve!" And she would just be like, <laughs> "Blame him immediately." Yeah, and like uh, Mr. Rogers, and how mm. when I saw that movie, what not oh you, won't you be my neighbor? Yes, mm-hmm.
2: wept through the and like thing. how he
0: treated every mm-hmm. child, like so, and just the way he spoke to them. I didn't think that I would ever be able to feel like i would have the time or bandwidth mm-hmm. to sit even down with my own children mm-hmm. and with the wonderment and and just awe that he seemed to be able to do but i have learned from your teachings just that mm-hmm. the whole just grounding and mm-hmm. centering and practice of mm-hmm. preparation mm-hmm. Pre- preparing your heart with love in the mm-hmm. way that you have asked us to do is is one of the ways that we can react most lovingly to our, our external surroundings, you know, like to our children, to our, to our colleagues, to our friends and family. And so that's what I've been really using it for. And it's been really, really helpful.
2: That's amazing. Because if you like
0: honor, you know, if you do kind of give yourself some positive strokes during the day and say, you know, and even seeing like a tree or having like these moments of meditation where you're taking in the, the beauty of the planet around you, Mm -hmm. like just almost, it's not like concentrated 30 minutes of time. You can Mm -hmm. still feel Mm -hmm. love all around you throughout your day and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and take that in and then push it back out into the world.
2: I think so. I think so. And again, like I, I, that's so heartening to hear Allie, because I think that I think a lot of folks will go to these retreats and, and then, and it can be in that moment very compelled and then it's really hard to implement. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or, they, or they, you know, you, you, lose after you can do it for a week and then you kind of peters out. And mm-hmm. so that's why, like, I think that you have to kind of combine it with, with, with you, you, use, you have to create a regime in your life that, mm-hmm. that you make it easy to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, you have to brush aside all the limitations that are like, I can't do that. I can't, you know, and, and figure out what helps me mm-hmm. to live that way or to do, to, to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, I also mm-hmm. already had a conversation with a couple of my team, team members who are kind of struggling mm-hmm. as a unit,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and had that like you know what, you guys talk about process a lot, but you're not talking about the relationships that you have. Mm. You need to move mm-hmm. from your head to your heart and Beautiful. you don't need to go out to lunch. Beautiful. You, I will pay you to do it. You don't have to spend your own personal time, but you guys need to fix what's going on within your team. Mm. And she was like, Well, I don't think you and the other boss are really helping us. And I'm like, If this isn't a problem between my relationships with right. you guys. This is a problem with your relationships with each other and everything else will be fixed. If you guys fix the relationships that you have, if you guys fix the relationships in your heart, all of that men, all that process, all of that intellectualizing what's going on will change dramatically, but it won't change until you guys get this right. And she was literally in her chair, just nodding her head just being like mhm like she knew it you know wow. it's like yeah. she's like having all these physical symptoms and she's so stressed out at work and I'm like this isn't about how we do our job it's the core fundamental problems mm-hmm. that you guys have you don't love each other you don't trust each other you don't mm-hmm. you know you just want to pick on and criticize and you know and it's yeah. like this is a heart problem not a head problem
2: ooh Ellie, oh, that's oh, amazing that's, it's that's been super, that's super fantastic powerful. wow I love it. Al. Wow, Thank you so, so cool. much, both
0: of you, for allowing me to have that wonderful experience. <laughs> Transformative. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, fantastic. Oh yeah. my gosh, I feel like we, I, we've been talking here for a
1: while with mm-hmm. with Courtney. Um, I feel like this is a positive note to mm-hmm. end this interview on. What do you think, yeah. Al?
0: Yeah, I agree. I it's feel fantastic.
1: like. Um, That it's just so important. I hope you guys really listen and and pay and learn from what Courtney had to say. Like um we can really And people
0: can actually go on a tour, right? Yeah, oh
2: yeah. So so totally tour. Yeah. So um if anybody wants so I with a colleague from Duke University and then a colleague of mine in Morocco, we do kind of retreats, uh Sufi retreats for someone who knows nothing about sufism someone who's never been to morocco like these are these are trips that are about 10 days nine nights um and we we kidnap you right i mean <laughs> lovingly and jokingly but we kidnap you and we bring you to morocco and we travel together as a group usually there's between probably 10 20 and 35 people and from all over from the u.s abroad and we no some people come like either you know couples or friends or all by yourself and what ends up happening is is we go on this you know journey together and we we're like this traveling caravan and we have you know discussions and lectures and we bring in moroccan you know local moroccan experts and and we we visit you know these these cities and visit the artisans and the and the spiritual leaders and, and, uh, people who've started, you know, NGOs that are doing work with vulnerable women. And so it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool experience. I, I come out of it like with amazing new friends and, and probably it's like, you know, it's just a beautiful experience. So If anybody's interested in it, it's called illuminated tours, just, you know, www.illuminatedtours.com. And, um, well, we're going to be doing another one in March, um, this coming March, so if anybody's interested, they can go to the site and 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 ask more questions. But um, awesome, yeah. thank you. you. It's been Absolutely so amazing to have you on the show, and of course, you know you're one of our best friends. But we feel
1: so lucky to know you and love you and um, <sighs> learn from you. Learn. Yeah. Thank you, Allie.
2: Yeah. And, and as I as my teacher says, like so in Morocco, they you, everybody calls each other uh, CD and Lala in Arabic. And that means basically my my lord and my lady. But what it really means is like my teacher. Right. Because no matter who you encounter through your day, like, you know, if I'm in QFC, and I'm in the checkout line, I can learn something from. Uh, the person checking me out, right. in that interaction. Mm-hmm. So everybody, so you, if you learn from me, know that I am learning just as much from each of you and um, I love you both with all of my heart. And I'm so lucky to to be your friend.
0: Mm. We love you too, Courtney.
2: All right. My love
0: you too. I okay. Love you. Right. <laughs> you guys Bye. have an amazing day. Okay. You too. Okay. okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram
1: at Meltdown City Podcast or on Facebook at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter
0: at Meltdown City Pod. Come check out our website, meltdowncitypodcast.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on wherever you listen to our podcasts.
1: You can email us at meltdowncitypodcast at gmail.com for any stories, suggestions, or comments, and
0: we'll read them on the air. Thanks for listening.